We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app oh my goodness can you believe it's august 14th already my goodness it's flying it feels like oh the days have been glorious here in minneapolis and i hope you're seeing the same thing by the way you are listening to steel talk and i'm your host Geraldyn Steele. i've been here 23 years and i hope to see more it's just been a great ride with you Here's the thing. I love being here with you on a Sunday night, and I hope you enjoy Jonathan and I. Jonathan is our in-studio producer. My other producers are Craig Schopfer, as well as Chris Tubbs, and even Jimmy Erickson signs in every now and then. So I am so fortunate to have such great producers. And Jonathan, how you doing? I am all right. It is a very, very cool weekend after the, the heat we've had the last few weeks. So right. it's a little bit of a break. Yeah, a little bit of a break. We can all use that. I do want to say that the Twins baseball returns tomorrow as they host the Kansas City Royals. Do I have that correct? That is correct. Kansas City's coming to town. All right, then. Pre-game show is at 6 p.m. and 6.40 p.m. There's the first pitch right here on WCCO. Are you going to any of the Twins games? I, I'm, I'm thinking about maybe going to tomorrow or Tuesday just because the Royals are in town. Yeah. But... Um, I don't know. This is your team, man. It is. It is. And I haven't seen, I haven't been to a game at Target Field probably since, it might have been since 2016. Uh, Wow. Yeah. The year (laughs) after the Royals won the, the, the World Series, I went to a game when the Royals came into town. I don't think I've been back since. Yeah, you know, you tell those stories and you tell them and tell them and then all of a sudden you just stop. And it's like, wow, he's tired of telling that story. It's a really great story. So if there was I don't know, any I don't team, how it's a great. It's just I, I, I did go. That's it. Right. There's nothing else to say. Okay, if there is any team that you would say I would do whatever I needed to do to get to their game, when it comes to baseball, is it the Twins for you, or is it? No, 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 no. Of course, <laughs> is what? it Kansas City Royals? What is? It? I mean, it's it's going to be the Royals because that's my that's my team. Hometown. That's that's yeah. my squad. Uh, and and I and. I'm one of those people that I, I don't like people saying, oh, that's my team. That's my No, that is a team that I root for. That's how I say it. That's a team that I root for above all others. Mm. I'm trying to think if I've been yeah, to Target. I don't quite get it. You know, I'm the girl, the woman, I should say. Can you hear me, Jonathan? Yeah. Yeah, I can me, hear Jonathan? you. I am sorry if you can hear me. We are having technical difficulties. Are you here? Are you there, Jonathan? I can hear you. Can you hear me, Geraldine? 
I can finally hear you, sir. Should we take a break or are we okay? Uh, let's go ahead and take a break for a moment, see if we can kind of clear this up. All right, everyone. Thank you for your patience. We'll be right back. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. It's so great to have you join us tonight. Thank you for being patient with us. We are having some challenges. Jonathan, can you hear me? Yes, you are coming through. Okay, excellent. Uh, we have a great show lined up for you tonight. Thanks to our producers tonight. Um, and of course, as we go through some of these um, things that are happening right now, what the, there's a lot in the news. But as you all know, if you've been listening to Still Talking over the years, um, you know that I really don't like bring the bad news on a Sunday night unless it's absolutely necessary. And I know that you're staying on top of the news just like everybody else, just like me and my family. We stay on top of the news. At the same time, we also have to have a moment to just breathe, calm down, and really look and enjoy the the beauty of what we have in our backyards. Or you can look around and look at your neighbors and family and friends and say, no, I'm pretty good. I'm okay. I can weather this storm. And I hope that you are weathering the storm very well, although it can be difficult for so many people. I want to tell you our first guest that's coming up is at 735, which I'm very excited about. Her name is Dr. Sarah Paper. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about parents and children and getting ready for school. Now, I know this is one of those topics we hear about all the time, but I'm interested in knowing what you think about it, and hopefully we'll be able to take some calls from you. We'll let you know. Um, or if you want to text us, you can always text us at 651-461-9226. And again, that's 651 461 9226. I'll be asking her a lot of questions about school is upon us. It's right on the corner. Are we paying attention to our children? Are we making sure that they restart this year, you know, begin to, to really look at what they learned last year. Did they attain it all? Did they retain it all, I should say? Um, are they on top of that? Are the parents on top of that with them? So many questions, so little time. So that's going to happen at 30, 7.35. So really appreciate you guys sticking and staying with us. And Jonathan, I have to tell you, man, this weekend has been a blast for me. Um, I keep saying to myself, what other ways can I have joy? Because, you know, joy is really important to me. And I'm finding ways where I will try to walk up to a baby squirrel, and you know the mother is right behind, or I'll try to walk up to a baby um, cardinal, and they'll just sometimes just sit right there. I mean, my face is right there in front of them, and they don't fly away, and I just kind of go, oh, my gosh. 
and it's really moving for me. It doesn't happen often, but when it does happen, it's really quite beautiful. Has that ever happened to you? Um, no. Um, no. Because <laughs> um, I right now I'm fearing for your safety. Uh, to put put your face in front of a baby squirrel when the mama squirrel is right there. Um, I didn't say put my face in front of the squirrel. I said in front of the baby cardinal. Okay. Well, what'd you do with the baby yeah. squirrel? Oh, I walked away. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I would. I would crazy. be. I would be less concerned <laughs> with the baby cardinal than the baby squirrel because the baby squirrel. Yeah. That's when claws start to you know to fly. And, you know, the, the eyes may be scratched, your face may be scratched. Some of, no, 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 we're okay. We don't need to worry about the squirrels. That's that's okay. Cardinals, eh, that's fine. I, I think that's okay. I still won't do it. But, oh, what, eh. is, what is the guy that, that tells you, he's always saying, I'm pretty, I'm so pretty, you know? Oh, what's his name? He lives here in Minnesota. Oh, oh um, he does a lot of commercials. You're talking about um, uh, Fancy Ray? Fancy Ray. Yeah. I'm so pretty. Oh, I'm so pretty. <laughs> How does anyone say that? But maybe that's what people think, but I don't think like that. But, you know, I can sneak that in this time because the Cardinals just kind of sit there. It only happened to me once. I don't care if I don't care if you're pretty or ugly or whatever. Uh, claw to the face is claw to the face. And um, <laughs> I'm not willing, no matter how pretty or ugly I am, to take a claw to the face. You sound scared. Scared. You would be correct. Thank you for picking up on, on that obvious uh, hint. Thank you. It's a baby squirrel. Really? Baby squirrels have claws just like full-grown squirrels. Okay, I do agree with that. I, I, I will not, you know, chastise you for that anymore because you're right. You're absolutely right. Now, I am moving to um, getting back on the other way. Jonathan, whenever you're ready, just let me know. And, let's uh, let's, let's see if we can let's break. see if we can do it. Okay. Do we need to take a break? Nope. Let's let's the magic of radio. Let's just try a full transition. Let's, let's try, try a full transition. transition. That is okay, a full transition. Yeah, you, you might have heard me? an echo there, but that that's can you hear that's, me? That's a transition. Oh no! Come on. No, we're good. We're good. <laughs> we are good now. Are you there, Jonathan? I am here. Can can you hear me? Are you there, Jonathan? Oh, we may have to go back to the phone. It looks like uh, we may have to go back to the phone here. Geraldine, if you can hear me, let's try to the phone again. All right. It looks like we are still having those technical difficulties. We're going to... Go to break now. We're going to try to sort this out again. Again, live radio, folks, it's just uh, it's a lovely thing, isn't it? But uh, we'll go ahead and try to get to break. Uh, I'll, I'll come back with the weather here so we can give Geraldine a little bit more time to uh, get all these issues uh, settled, and then we'll be back in a couple minutes with more Steel Talking here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Thank you for staying patient with us on a Sunday. It is now 731 here at WCCO. Welcome back. So glad that we can reach out to you again. I do apologize for all of the technical difficulties from time to time, but you are so worth the wait, and I hope you believe that we are too. 
Well, Dr. Sarah Paper is joining us. Who is she? Well, let me tell you a little bit about what she's going to talk about. The first day of class for thousands of students is just a few weeks away. My goodness, that's amazing. Back-to-school jitters may be hitting both kids and parents as they start buying pencils and notebooks. The unknown can cause anxiety for all, but Alina Health psychologist Dr. Sarah Paper is here to help us make the transition easier, and she joins us now on the John Schuster Caldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, Dr. Paper. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? I'm excited to have you on tonight because this is a this is a thing for my family. When my two children were growing up, um, I would always wait for August. August first began all of you know the the test to see what they have been retaining, right? And so I'd say, okay, do you remember these math? Do you remember these books that you had to read? Tell me about them. And my children at first would go, oh no, it's not that time. Yeah, it's that time. <laughs> and so I know that this comes around every year, but a lot of times parents and the children were just not ready for it. <laughs> do you That's have children true. yourself? I do. I have a high schooler, a middle schooler, and a fourth grader. Oh, let us all pray for you. My goodness. <laughs> Thank you, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so as we are looking at how this is all going to begin, uh, it's already began for some parents, but a lot of the children don't start to look back at what they learned the year before. And if that's happening, are they in trouble immediately? Are they already failing before they ever start school? do pretty well. I wouldn't say failing. They do a lot of review when they get back to school. So that's something that parents can remember to ease their own anxiety about their their kids functioning is that they're going to be reviewing in the beginning and catching back up and they're going to be in a similar spot to other kids. I think it's really important that kids enjoy their summer and get to play and have fun, especially after the last couple years of school that they've had. That's really important and that's going to help them be refreshed and ready to start the school year outright learning. I I wouldn't worry too much about where they're at academically. That I think that is like the teachers worry about that piece, and we can worry about getting them prepared mentally, emotionally, socially to start that school year. Well, that's a whole lot, and I love that you're talking about this because so many parents know that their children need the support from them, the smiles, the hugs, to let them know everything's going to be just fine when you get to the new school or are your old friends going to be there because children are moving back and forth because of COVID. Okay, so let's talk about routines. Mm-hmm. You say that, that uh, making the transition now to school routines is important. Tell us why. It's really important. Transitions are a very hard time for kids. Well, for adults, too. Anytime there's change and we need to shift from one way of doing things to another, it gets us a little bit anxious, get us out of sorts, and we're not at our best. And so if we can start easing kids into that, it's really going to help them and us have a better start to the school year. And the most important one, if there's only one thing you do to help your kids get ready, that's their sleep. None of us can function at all without adequate sleep. It's really important for our emotional regulation, our concentration, and our learning. And so it, sometimes I think we get kind of caught up. Um, the idea of kids need to start going to bed sooner. And while that's true, the way to get there is to start waking them up earlier so then that they can be tired. Because you can't make yourself fall asleep if you're not tired yet. You have to be up for a certain amount of hours before that can happen. And so if you can slowly, and each kid's going to be a little bit different depending on mm-hmm. how sensitive they are to changes in sleep. You want to start waking them up, you know, maybe you start at five minutes. Maybe you can handle, your kid can handle 15 minutes earlier that you wake them up. 
And then they're going to start eventually getting tired 15 minutes earlier. And you kind of keep moving that time until they're waking up at the time you want them to wake up for school. And ideally, we'd want them to be able to wake up without us, you know, forcing them awake, yelling at them. I don't know, what would my mom do? Turn the lights on really bright and sing an annoying song. If you can avoid that by having them wake up naturally because they're well rested, you're going to have a much better, happier kid who's going to do a better job learning too. But we all know that parents are very aware that the first week of them going to school will be hectic, especially those that can't sleep well because they don't know some of the children, they don't know the teachers, um, and they're, they're nervous about it. That, those are some of the challenges that parents really look for. But this particular year, because they lost days with the uh, here in Minneapolis, especially with um, yeah. Um, the teachers going on strike. And I can imagine just trying to make up that time is going to be very difficult. Do you see or expect um, some changes for the students because they even stayed in school longer? Yeah, absolutely. I think for some kids, they're not feeling ready to start yet. They're not feeling prepared. They didn't have enough summertime, especially the kids in Minneapolis. Their school year got extended, stretched mm-hmm. out with weird gaps in between. For you know, Just as they were settling in, there was a strike. And only some of the kids really ended up back in the classroom, not all of them. Some of them still had camps already scheduled or, or, you know, families had plans. And so it was really a disjointed end to that school year. And so you didn't get that kind of final finale, you know, to the year. And then it seems like all of a sudden we're starting back up. Like, really, if you think of, like you said, August 1st, you start thinking about it. Many of them were in school in the classroom until the end of June. So they had Mm -hmm. July which doesn't feel like you don't get bored yet of summer. And so it's going to be a difficult transition. I, I do think kind of getting focusing on the things that we can control and some of that's having those supplies ready, um, thinking about, even though it might seem silly, thinking about like, what do you, what do you want to have for breakfast that first day of school, kind of getting through that very first day. Um, if you can figure out who their teacher is, um, reconnect them with friends that they may have lost touch with, even if it's just been over the month so that they can kind of get excited about the things that they enjoyed the previous year that can help them with some of their fears. You know, a, a lot of times too, they might have, I always tell my patients that they have what ifs, if their brains kind of saying, what if this, what if that, what if I don't have friends in my class? What if my teachers mean, what if, instead of just saying, don't worry about that, it's going to be fine. Cause that doesn't really reassure a kid. You help them answer those what ifs. And so, so what if your teachers mean, I, I just actually had a session with a little kid that we, we focused on this. So what if your teacher is really mean, what would you do? And the kid was kind of at a loss and his mom was in the office with me and, and the kid's like, I don't, I don't know what I would do. What would I do? And I'm like, well, you have a grown up right there who could help you with that, you know, who could help you problem solve. Or if for some reason you happen to get a teacher that's not working for you, your parent can advocate for you and help you make that change. You know, or what if I don't have any friends in class? That's a big one for kids. And a lot of kids, I talk to them about like another time when they didn't have a friend, you know, in, at camp or in class and ha- remembering how long did it take you to make a new friend and how hard was it? And could you get through that again? You know, and now you have skills to do it. I think, you know, helping kids see that they have resiliency and that strength that they've used in previous situations so that they're going to be okay. Not all children, though, not all children, forgive me for interrupting, not all children have parents that they can turn to. And that is a critical problem. It's it's critical. And and I don't know how we fix this. The parents are overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. COVID has affected 
everyone, right? And so if that's the case and the children are being affected by it or infected by it, we are all, we all have to get together. It has to be a community statement um, where the community says, hey, let me help you. I'll walk your child to the bus today. If you know your neighbors, if you have relationships with your neighbors, then yes, those children can go to parents or those people that they trust in the neighborhood. But not everyone has parents that they can go to, and that's that's unfortunate. So let's talk about what parents can do to calm themselves down, not just their children, because they are just as anxious as the children are. That's true. I, I, I think to first kind of check on their anxiety so they don't, you know, kids look to us, look to us to see how we're, how they're supposed to feel about a situation. And if we are too anxious and, and we're the, really kind of frightened, they're going to feel frightened. They're going to wonder what, what's wrong. What does my parent, what does this grown up know that I don't know that I should be scared about? And at the same time, we, you want to find that balance of kind of acknowledging, like, I'm kind of nervous about how this school year is going to go. And I know that we're going to be okay. So kind of coupling with that, so managing our anxiety and helping them see those things. I, I do think kind of being prepared helps most of us, prepared with knowledge, prepared with the supplies, if you can get them. And I know not all kids have the ability to get supplies, but they know how they were able to, uh, you know, get those the previous years. So remembering whether it's like the resource person at their school or their case manager, um, it, it, it can be hard. But even the more organizing we can do and the more knowledge we can have, um, going into the school year, the better we're going to be and reminding ourselves and reminding our kids that we hopefully have gone through the two hardest school years that we've had to go through. And if we can remember that, that it's not going to be harder than it has been, hopefully, like hopefully. I really hope, you know, that, that there isn't mm-hmm. anything worse, but <laughs> Yeah. You know, um, Dr. Sarah Paper is joining us. If anyone is just joining us, um, she's an Alina Health psychologist. And we are talking about this transition of going from home and summer and actually going back to school. It is not an easy task for parents, nor is it easy for the children. And so I appreciate you sharing some of this with us. I'm curious to know about um, how many times should we stay on a routine. Sometimes routines have to change. If the parents' jobs have to change, you know, that sort of thing. So it can stay a routine, but all of a sudden it changes. Then what do you advise? Because the children, it can really adversely affect them. It can, yeah. And it depends on what part. I mean, the sleep routine is hard. And I know that there are kids who even, you know, even though I said that was the most important thing, that can get thrown off for various reasons, whether it's their parents' work schedule or if they have an older sibling who's working but doesn't have transportation. And so the parents have to load those kids in the car to go pick that kid up from their job later at night. Like, I know it can be disrupted, and I think it's important for all of us um, to remember that and for, for teachers and for parents to remember that if a kid's falling asleep in school, um, that it's not their fault and there might be some other reason and to kind of give them some grace and you know and like you said I love what you said about the bus stop because that's that's an important time for us adults who are available to kids whether it's just chatting you know standing there at the bus stop with all the kids and sort of just initiating a conversation like how's everybody feeling about school starting or if your your child has a friend over like asking them because you're right not everybody has parents who will be asking them those questions so if routines have to change, I think grounding with on something else. So if let's say the nighttime routine has to change and a parent's not available to read a bedtime story or 
I'll admit it, I cheat. My son uses Alexa and has, says, Alexa, read Double Fudge or whatever. And Alexa reads him his bedtime story. Um, if that has to change, then coming up with something else that the child can ground themselves with or look forward to, whether it's something silly like, I don't know, like kids love this themes even for the school year. But if it's like during COVID with my kids, I did Donut Friday. Or you could do like Wacky Socks Wednesday or just something that they're like, I know this is going to happen. You know, I know that on this day, this happens. And that kind of can get you through the things that you don't know, the chaos and the disorganization that might be happening around you. Because you're right, everybody's lives have been, not everybody, but a lot of people's lives have been turned upside down with COVID. And, well, and last year was definite, um, definitely chaotic uh, for the parents mm-hmm. and for the children. And we have yeah. to change this in order for the children to even look at school as something um, that is joyful. It's hard for them mm-hmm. to see it because it's ever changing. So you had mentioned, um, and one thing that I read said, you know, if you can do a routine where you put their clothes out and they know what they're yeah. wearing in the morning. My daughter and my son-in-law absolutely do that with their three children. And it works because they get up, they've already showered the night before they get up, they can, you know, put their clothes right on and be ready to get out the house. It's so great. Yeah. Um, but yeah. it, you know, a lot of people don't know that that's an option. <laughs> so yeah, lay your, yeah. lay their clothes out it's great it is so true it's funny because i've suggested that to parents in the office and they're like oh yeah because they're like the mornings are horrible and they are if the mornings are rough and that's something for families parents to remember mornings are rough in everybody's house to be honest like i don't know who goes perfectly smoothly but it's a chaotic time you're trying to get ready and get out the door for work if you work in the morning and you're trying to get a kid or kids out the door and yeah trying to find matching socks trying to put, like get, <laughs> and having outfits together is a great idea. I used to have for my son like a bin where he had choices. And so the outfits were put together and he could pick which one. But even, you know, for other kids having that set one out. And the thought comment reminds me too of letting go of the things that don't matter. And I think sometimes we get stuck in those and and end up fighting with our kids about things that aren't important. And then we're sending them off for their day that's already going to be stressful with a bad icky feeling because we had a, you know, we yelled at them or, you know, got frustrated and, and shared that frustration with them or slammed our coffee cup down. Um, <laughs> And this is also happening at the same time with the parents. They're going to work mad, upset, you know, trying to figure out how in the world am I going to do everything I have to do for my children and for me at my job. Oh, my gosh. It's really confusing. So I appreciate all of this advice that you're giving. So I'm going to ask you one more thing. When it comes to unknowns, right, um, the children that are just starting school, like kindergarten, right, they don't know what to expect. And I remember my second granddaughter, who is five years old, um, when she was in preschool and she had to move over to kindergarten now, she is nervous. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be in school. But the good news for her is that she's going to be there with her older sister. And I'm so grateful for that. But what about unknowns for the new ones, the kindergartners that are coming in? Right. What would you say? Yeah, it's, I would say to focus on, the, one, to not assume that they know. Because I think that's a mistake. That's a mistake I've made, too, that we assume the kids kind of know what going to school is. I think of the kid who was doing distance learning a couple years ago and starting kindergarten, and he thought he was going to be taking the school bus to distance learning. And there was this aha moment in the session, like, wait, of course he doesn't know that the school bus is because he thought of school. You get on the school bus, and he wasn't making that connection that distance learning you wouldn't. 
And so not assuming that your kid knows anything, but then grounding them with what you do know, whether it's driving by the school and being like, look it, that's the slide you're going to go on. Let's go try it out and see. Let's go see what that slide's like. So then that first day of school, it's like, you know what? When you're at recess, you're going to be on that slide, and I can't wait for you to tell me about it. And so that's a trick, too, to kind of help kids feel settled and kind of help their brain focus is to say, like, come home. When you come home from school, I want to know three names of new friends that you made. Or I want you to tell me what the slide was like or how many swings there are. So they are kind of spending their day going, okay, okay, I'm going to tell my mom or dad about that slide and what the slide was like. Or I'm going to tell them these names so that they don't just get lost in their fears and their worries. So preparing them with what you what they could know, even if it's something small. I mean, even just the menus that are available that you can kind of share with them for what they're, what they're going to be eating during the week or, where, you know, where breakfast is going to be. If you can find one other kid that you know that's going to be starting, that helps. Or looking up the – I did this in session with a kid, too, like looking up the pictures of the kindergarten teachers and saying, like, oh, look at these faces. Look at these nice teachers. What can we read about their bio? There's so much information that's available that we could be sharing with kids to kind of help them be grounded in the facts, be grounded in what they can know. So whether it's the teacher's bio or just like how cool the slide is on the playground, any little bit that they can hold on to that they could know going into that first day will make a difference. Yeah. And parents, you can always get like a box of popsicles and just make it real good. (laughs) Make the children forget about anything bad that happened. Oh, Sarah, it's been a pleasure having you on tonight. Thank you so much for sticking and staying with us tonight. That's a lot of information and it's good information. Thank you. Great. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right, everyone. Make sure um, you go go back when we podcast this and see if there's anything else you, you missed in that conversation that you were really interested in. Um, and please make sure that the children are absolutely joyful when they get home. You know, even if they something bad at, at school is, has happened, if you're at that bus stop, if you go to a bus stop to pick up your children and you, you just let that smile out, to me, that's a beautiful way to start the evening. Not just the morning, but the evening. All right, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. It is now 7.53 here at WCCO. Welcome back. My goodness, I hope you uh, gleaned as much as I did from those conversations, whether you are a caregiver, whether you are a parent, whether you are um, you know, a teacher. Um, the, the bottom line is that we all are in this together, and I'm really hoping that we can all be there. I mean, I remember running after a bus one time that it pulled over because the children were acting up so bad in a community, and I just finally went to the door, and I stood back so they didn't think I was trying to get on the bus, and he finally cracked the door open, and I said, I don't mean any harm, but I hear all of these children in the, on the bus that are using expletives and acting a fool. I said, do you mind if I speak with them for a moment? And I stayed in my distance, right? And they opened, he opened some of the windows. Some of the children opened those windows. They like, you don't know me. And they're just screaming at me. And finally I said, okay, if I come on that bus, you're going to understand that I'm going to have a talk with you. And I'm going to try to find out from your school. I'm going to name all of you. I'm going to try to find out from your school who your parents are so that the school can write them and say, this is what you were doing. You don't want to do this. It's embarrassing. It embarrasses me because I'm the same color as you. And this was a multi-group of children, right, from kind of all over, BIPOC for sure. And I just thought I have to say something to try to encourage them. I didn't threaten them. I encouraged them. (laughs) And finally, they quieted down, and the bus driver was able to, to move on. 
I think everybody in their communities, when you see the buses arriving with the children, don't hesitate to come outside. Don't hesitate to come and look and say hi to the children. You can wave at them if you don't want to say anything. Or you can say, hey, um, you know, go to the parent's house and say, you know, I can see your child when they get off the bus right away. Is there anything I can do to assist you, you know, in helping them get off the bus and get home safe? You never know. We can ask, though. We can ask the parents or the guardians and see what more can we do. It can be the smallest thing, like popsicles. <laughs> That's what I'm doing the first day of school for my grandbabies. Absolutely. All right. As we um, are approaching very quickly the end of this hour, I want to let you know that Dr. Sean Dowdy is going to join us. We're going to talk about the Mayo Clinic and its successes. Wow. It is quite remarkable what is happening with the Mayo Clinic and how fortunate are we to have the very first one here. And now they're kind of all over the place. And I can't wait to tell you more about how successful they are. So stay tuned. And of course, Jonathan, um, are you going to, if I ask you to sing later on in the 10 o'clock hour, will you sing tonight? Um, Um, no. 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 Yes. No. No. You sure? You're not doing. You're not doing that Daffy Duck Bugs Bunny routine on me. <laughs> where I, where Elmer Fudd? I'm, I'm going to ask you where again. Elmer, where Elmer Fudd is holding the gun and said, "It's rabbit. It's wabbit season. It's duck season. <laughs> it's wabbit season." I am so going to ask you again. See, everyone doesn't know that you can sing. And I don't know why. If you know how many people want to That's sing? That's fine. Let them not know. There are so many people that wish they had the gift to sing. And you don't think you have a gift. That's the problem. I'm just, I'm just, when I'm just, I, when I'm I go just, just stuttering. No, I'm uh-uh. just out there for fun. No. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah, whatever. I ain't so, no yeah, American so you'll Idol. Sing. I ain't no you'll, the voice. Yeah. You and I and Michael, maybe we should sing in the last hour, the 10 o'clock hour. We should do it. I think we should do it. All right, season. everyone. <laughs> we'll be back soon. Stay tuned. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 